0: So on this week's episode of Be More Super, the podcast, uh, we've got another treat uh, for you. So from the house of Kiba, Kiba, is that correct? I've just thought, brilliant. And also he is the executive producer of Gen Zeros that is coming out very, very soon. It's Neil Stevenson Moore. Neil, welcome to the show, sir. Brian, thank you for having me it is a pleasure it really really is and i've got to say nfts are a thing of the future um i'm excited to talk about nfts about this show that's coming out uh, also alex uh, ponovic who's a friend of the show as well he he was kind enough to appear on the show when i first started at the beginning of the pandemic but as i always ask my guests um it's a bit of a check in really i mean obviously this pandemic has as you know, taking its toll on everyone. How have you dealt with it over the last two years? How have you kept positive And how have you kept moving forward step by step?
1: No, I, I appreciate the question. Um, well, for for my wife and I, uh, <laughs> we, we were blessed actually to have, we were pregnant when the um, pandemic started. So that brought with it a raft of you know, anxieties especially when everyone kept saying well we don't know we don't know we don't know um the but the short answer of how i kept saying was we had to move because we were in a one-bedroom apartment once the child came and
0: <laughs> as anyone
1: that's had a, um, a little one can imagine um, all of a sudden 700 square feet felt like 100 square feet and uh so we we moved um But for for me, it was just a lot of getting outside. Uh, I'm somewhat of a naturally optimistic person. So um, I tried to stay in touch with friends. I actually ran a uh, a weekly game show night for family and friends where we did trivia. Um, I'm I'm kind of a huge nerd, so I love doing those kind of things. (laughs) Um, I got to be very, very good at PowerPoint and making it using the animations and such. But no, thank you for asking. And it's been... uh, and believe it or not, one of the best things to happen to us was when we finally got COVID. Uh, we were lucky to get it in one of the later variants, but it wasn't as severe, uh, and we were vaccinated. But um, once our, my son Heath um, had, had had it, it removed a lot of the anxiety, which is a bit of a weird thing to say, but it, mm. you know, it's like waiting for bad news. And we were very fortunate to uh, to only get a, a mild version of it. I know.
0: Mm. I think I I, I, I think as parents as well uh, during the beginning of the pandemic I mean I've got two small young girls and I've got to say from a father's point of view it was horrific because you didn't know you know how serious it was going to be you didn't know what effect it would have and um, I suppose that you're lucky that 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 you had the little one when you did because um, when he grows up he probably won't have any recollection of anything that's that's happened which is which is good so I wanted to ask Neil how does one go from being an ice hockey player to a tech guru Um, you know how does that happen it's just a great transition
1: (laughs) Um, no it's it's funny I actually played in Edinburgh my uh, the year that I played professionally but how did it happen as I said, off the top, I've always been a nerd. I've always, I was that kid that if I wasn't in math class, then I was in the computer lab coding and doing 3d animation, but not 3d animation with the tools they had today. I actually, we had to code the you know, parabolic gravity wells and all the different pieces. Um, and if I wasn't on the ice where I was, I was a fairly let's call it um, aggressive player. So, it, uh, if I wasn't on the ice training, I was in a computer lab or I was reading and, um, and then for me, it was always, and, and even with NFTs now, it's been exciting to be on the forefront and connecting in blogs and chat rooms and, and speaking with people all around the world. So it was, uh, even when I was playing, I, I, um, I helped a couple of friends launch businesses. Uh, from the uh, as a coder, and then more recently moved into the the business side. I guess more recently, ten years ago, um, and I was lucky enough to have uh, some successes in launching companies. And then when it came to NFTs, it really was something that we saw, and I see as the future of what's happening. So, um, but there was a lot of things that are similar to playing hockey to being a tech executive. You need to have a great team. You need to um forget past failures really quickly because uh they happen quickly and um yeah you just need to make sure that everyone's pulling in the same
0: direction and i suppose that when you're losing i suppose you don't have a all-round fight like they do in ice hockey (laughs) yeah the,
1: uh, the physical side of it manifests itself less nowadays than it used to um and uh but the the one exciting thing is um you try to you know as anyone that plays sports knows the best part about failure is that there's an there's another shift right afterwards there's a chance to make mm-hmm. up for it immediately um whereas in the tech world sometimes it takes a bit longer to to prove yourself right or wrong so that's the and thing. some
0: and some people say that failing is a good thing because you've discovered another way not to do it to to uh do it better next next time and ice hockey for me i've only been to one game ever. And that was the Washington Capitals against the uh, Maple Leafs uh, years ago. But I've got a local team to me, the Nottingham Panthers, that yes. you know, I've never been to see. But I need to go and see see them and support my local team.
1: You should. And I, I will give a shout-out to the, uh, the English Elite Hockey League. They um, uh, are very well-respected around North America. Um, it's somewhere where a lot of expats ex- – the children of british parents uh, often go to play and a lot of people don't realize that ice hockey has been in britain since world war one um in, 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 a, in a professional state and you guys have some incredible ranks the nottingham panthers in particular are a very well-run organization that have a great base so a little shout out to everyone in nottingham that's
0: listening <laughs> that is awesome so let's talk about nfts because When, uh, you know, I found out that I was going to have you on the show, literally, one, I was excited because Gen Zeros uh, looks absolutely amazing. And I'm just excited. And I'm not sure exactly what it's all about, but I'm excited. I really am just by the social media that it's, you know, I've I've seen with Alex Bonovic. Um, So let's talk about NFTs because this is something that, has blown my mind and, and and after quite a bit of research and trying to get my head around it i can see how it's going to be the future but i was amazed to find out that nfts sell for a lot of money i mean <laughs> jack uh, dorsey the co-founder of tinder uh, not tinder oh no twitter cool. <laughs> I, I I will edit that out. <laughs> so well, I'd find Jack out that, that... Yeah, exactly. He may he may own that as well. You know what? I'm going to keep it in. I hate editing stuff out. I'm completely 100% natural. So Jack Dorsey, sorry, um, the co-founder of Twitter, sold his first ever tweet for $2.9 million. And I've got the tweet here uh, on your screen just there. And I cannot believe... That, that sold for 2.9 million it's just amazing and then if that wasn't good enough a jpeg sold for 69 million so this is just amazing to see and i've had many conv- conversations with friends and colleagues at work around it so could you explain to all the people under the rocks and the uh, dinosaurs like myself um what is an nft
1: So I will save the audience the, uh, the lecture on what non-fungible, fungible tokens and ERC and all the different, different standards are, are, sorry. And, and we'll say, if anyone really wants to dive down the rabbit hole, just go to YouTube. There's lots of great videos. Um, but to really understand NFTs and why they are the future, there's, there's two things to look at. The first is, I just want you to close your eyes for a minute and think about how much of your time is spent in a digital environment whether it's what you and i are doing right now talking speaking through a computer whether it's when you jump on the tube or you jump on a train and you see everyone staring at their phones and the fact that facebook has pivoted to become meta and everything is moving you know we hear about these nebulous metaverses that's another conversation we're going to have about what is the metaverse but just how much of your time is spent digitally now think about um, this idea of proving things digitally and think about how much, how many fake accounts there are that bully children and, and hurt their mental health or how many scams there are online. And what NFTs are is a way of cutting all that out and proving things digitally by using blockchain technology. But really at its core, especially in the iterations they are now, nfts are the earliest versions of digital ip protection so whether you are a musician an artist a photographer a videographer television series like ourselves um anything that you're doing that needs to have that veracity and that originality protected will be protected by an nft by the technology behind it so the reason they're selling for millions and millions of dollars or millions millions of pounds is many people believe it's an opportunity to buy the first van gogh or the first monet and actually know that it is a monet as opposed to how many museums get scammed thinking they have one and then they find out later they paid uh, an exorbitant sum for it so at its core nfts are going to be the way we prove things digitally and they'll manifest themselves as tickets to sporting events they'll manifest themselves as um the way that you rent movies in the future um but it's uh does that help
0: yeah yeah i mean the thing is i got my head around this because because i was looking at you know obviously uh original artists that are selling their work through nft and then i thought you know it's a bit like the sponsors of my show which is prop store they sell screen use props and costumes So so I've got a a shirt and a pair of jeans that you could buy in the shop easily, probably, for about $80. But this shirt and jeans were worn by Kiefer Sutherland in 24, screen-worn and matched. So for me, that is a one-off, non-fungible item because there's only one of those. So I suppose it's like collecting artwork, uh, but it's doing it, digitally and i like the idea of the blockchain method and it remi- reminds me a lot of um futuristic films that you watch so yes. when people have got like credits on like a, a, li- a little like machine and they pass it to each other and you haven't got a middle person like the banks in, 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 involved um that's the way i'm getting it i don't know if that makes any sense to you but but
1: no, that, 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 that's perfect <laughs> For, for any Thanks. sports fan that, that, that has
0: ever bought a a game worn
1: jersey by their by their favorite player, what what how is that different than the one you can buy in the shop? Just put it on a sweaty guy, and you could say it's the same, but it's it's yeah. not. Yeah, there, there, there's
0: and and what and what do you think the future of, of NFTs are going to look like ten years down the line?
1: I think what's exciting and why Gen Zeros is leaning into it. The most important thing to us, I'm going to say this a couple of times, so you'll forgive me, but Everyone, please go to genzeros.com and sign up on our mailing list. I can't give away anything too much yet. We have a couple of huge announcements coming next week, but we're also going to be running giveaways for anyone that wants to get in, get an NFT, get access. I'm, I'm winking right now because there's, there's some really <laughs> exciting things coming down the pipe. Um, but what is the future? It, it's going to be things. The second piece that NFTs provide is a connection for the community. Let's go back to that Kiefer Sutherland outfit you have. So you might have it. You might have it hung up on the wall uh, in a frame. I don't know beside the picture of the frame of him wearing that in the show. Um, But imagine if with the NFTs in a digital world, you could actually go in and behind the scenes and actually watch that scene being filmed and not only watch that scene being filmed, you could actually put yourself and walk around it in 360 degrees, that whole experience um the way that things are getting filmed right now whether it's the light wall for the mandalorian with 360 degree video capture nfts are going to provide fan bases with the ability to own the frame from star wars where luke gets his arm cut off by darth vader they will own that frame that one of one there will be um the opportunity to watch a sci fi thriller and then go into that scene and find clues behind the scenes, it's really going to change everything. But as I said, anything that you do digitally will end up being on an NFT if you need to prove that it is something so but that that interaction is going to be really, really exciting.
0: And I I heard a phrase saying uh, it's pushing our minds on how we value and validate things. And I think that, you know, I suppose it's getting people to understand the value And, you know, with modern technology, I'm a great believer in that if you don't get on it now, it's going so fast. Literally, you're going to be playing catch up. And I'm so excited to, you know, see what technology brings us in the future. So let's talk um, about um, House of um, Kiba, because uh, you're the CPO. Um, I'm not sure what that stands for. Uh, Uh, Product Officer there we go so what is house of kiba and what do they do
1: so house of kiba was founded by uh, a gentleman named jason um jason ewan and he you talk about being on the cutting edge of technology and being a visionary he's someone that saw nfts was one of the earliest people in whether it was nba top shot which is nfts that are um, sports collectibles for for the nba for basketball um, but he's also an, an animator and an artist at heart. So his vision, he was already envisioning the metaverse, you know, two years ago was envisioning where NFTs would go. And he shared his vision online with, with the larger community. And as I'm sure your some of your fans will point out, there are some NFT projects out there that are, they're not scams, but they're also not as legitimate as they, as they portray themselves and. Jason really leaned into making sure that we were an authentic company and that we operated with integrity. So everything that we said we, we would do, we've done. You, anyone that wants to follow us, join our Discord, you can ask. We have a very passionate community. Mm-hmm. Um, and what House Kiba is doing is we kind of have three pillars. Our first pillar is we are building our, a, a metaverse uh, which will be announced, uh, we've announced the metaverse, but there'll be a larger announcement of it, uh, towards the end of March. But we also have the projects, things like the gen zeros. So the gen zeros evolved from an NFT project that we created called gen X. Uh, we raised $6.5 <laughs> $6. million in 37 minutes selling these, wow. these characters. These characters will be something that people can use and, and walk around as in the metaverse. But is this we one of the
0: characters wanted, by any chance? That yeah. is one of the characters.
1: But, and what we did is we wanted to give them more of a story, though, more of a backstory. You can see them. The artists we were working with came from Marvel, came from Disney, um, and envisioned a much larger landscape. And um, I'm sure we'll get to this in a minute. We can chat about how I got Alex involved. But what House of Kiba believes is that the future, the best future, in the metaverse is gonna be driven by creators. You hear a lot about creator, creator culture. So the people that um, are active on Instagram and post a lot and, and all these digital places where we live our lives, the metaverse is gonna be an extension of that. And we wanna create the tools that really help everyone experience that in a, in a meaningful but also safe and, and, and uh, mm-hmm. proactive and productive way. So that's really what House of Kiba is. We're artists and, and creator driven um which has spawned the projects like the gen zeros
0: that's awesome and let's talk about gen gen zeros because literally uh, deadline reported it uh, on on online and straight away you know the backstory story got me excited if you can explain what gen zeros is what it's about and where it came from of, of, sure. obviously you've said it's come from the gen x line of characters but i mean how did the project you know get off the ground
1: so, how did the project get off the ground? Um, yeah, so we raised that money with the Gen X's. We, uh, we had other promises that we, we owed the community, whether it was building out um, our metaverse. So, a lot of money went there. But when I was brought in, um, I was brought in right before the launch and I interacted with the community a lot. And again, being a nerd, I looked at the two different communities there is, um, both the the nft community and the sci-fi community have several similarities we get really passionate about new exciting technology they (laughs) both go really deep on things you can imagine the people at comic con that dress up as their favorite characters from different sci-fi shows um and it's all about community it's all about bringing these pieces together so um being in vancouver a lot of people don't know maybe a lot of your listeners don't know but vancouver is actually there's more films and tv shows filmed in vancouver than anywhere else in the world mm. and vancouver has a great history of sci-fi whether it was x-files continuum battlestar galactica um it was all filmed a- a- and produced here so alex paul has been a good friend of mine for 15 years and i i met alex when he had just come into acting when he he'd left being a um a heavy metal musician which he still is by the way (laughs) you're going to be able to This is a little bit of a teaser but we're going to be able to hear one of his band's tracks in the show and um i reached out to alex and i said look we've created these characters the gen x's were based on this idea of these 10 faction leaders and we had the idea of let's create Ten backstories, kind of two to five-minute shorts about these faction leaders, and give them heart and give them a lore. And as we dug into it, um, we spoke with the with Alex, and I I'd, I'd kind of pitched one budget to my board, and they approved that. And uh, Alex said, "Well, if we're gonna do this, here's the writers we should work with." And he introduced me to Matt and Jeremy, who'd written for Van Helsing and Continuum and a series of other sci-fi shows. And we sat down and we talked and and the conversation ended up going about four hours without exaggeration. And we got really excited about building this new sci-fi world and leveraging NFTs to help bring the community in. At the end of that conversation, I went back to my board and I literally asked them for double the budget because we started putting some numbers and and it grew. So the cost of 10 episodes was double what I, I had said. And then when we started sharing this with some of the actors that, in this vision, um, Matt and Jeremy wrote, uh, a Bible that this, this backstory for the 10 faction leaders. And it's, it really is incredible. We knew that this was gonna, everyone's gonna look at what we do and go, hold on. Is this just a project made around NFT characters? And we knew it had to be a great story. So by investing in these talented writers. They ended up producing something that's kind of like Game of Thrones, but just set 200 years in the future. These 10 factions with political infighting, a lot of intrigue behind it. And the story they wrote, we kind of, we didn't put a title on it. We didn't share it with people. So people saw it blind, attracted some pretty incredible sci-fi actors. So now I had to go back to my board and ask for even more money. but all of the actors that were getting involved are actually doing it for scale, meaning they're, doing it, they're taking like a 70 percent discount. And Brian, I'll send you the list, but can't announce it until next week. Um, uh-huh. And yeah. And then I went to once we started producing this further and some of the names we got, we actually ended up taking that budget that I'd promised the board I wouldn't ask for anymore, and said instead of spending that on 10, we'll only spend that on four. So we announced Alex, we announced the writers, um, and, uh, uh, deadline covered it. And then I probably got, and by the way, that deadline article got picked up by something like 250 different outlets, which apparently is going viral for a deadline article. Mm -hmm. Um, and we got calls from Netflix, Amazon, Peacock, everyone Mm -hmm. wanting to know, how are you using NFTs? What are NFTs? How are they going to work in this environment? so anyway we've yeah we're now well over budget well not over budget that's the wrong (laughs) term The, the board saw the vision we saw what was happening the talent that we got involved So it really became something that instead of trying to do 10 episodes for x amount we're doing four episodes for five times that amount um we are working with some incredible professionals cast and crew and now we'll give you the backstory. So yeah, the backstory is <laughs> we all think 2020, 2021 w- was rough with COVID and all the fi- wildfires and killer bees and everything else, it gets worse in 2022. We're going to be attacked by aliens. But what I loved when the, when Matt and Jeremy pitched it is it wasn't this case of, you know, these aliens that come and they're so much stronger than us. And we beat them by some weird computer virus that they didn't know about, or, you know, it's nothing (laughs) like that. These guys are imagine Vikings coming and attacking the angles back in, you know, back in the 1300s. It's, it's much more about this marauding force that comes through and leaves and how does humanity rebuild. So humanity comes together and we prepare, we prepare for the Vikings to come back and attack us again. We've taken some of their technology and as much as we've lost you know, seven eighths of our population, we're, we've never been more te- technologically advanced. And we're working together for about a hundred years as we remember this attack and we're focused on being ready, but the aliens don't return. And then a hundred years in, as I said, um, humans start doing what humans do. and kind of getting jealous and greedy and want more of what the other people do. So these 10 factions split and we pick up the story um, with these 10 factions 200 years after the attack where the aliens, they haven't been forgotten by any imagination, but it's not about this alien race. It's about the the infighting within the communities, within the factions, and makes the, makes the viewer behind the scenes of, and again, there's a lot of things to draw from in our last two years. But what, happen, what would happen it, when tensions get pushed and humans get divide, divided into ten groups? And I'll tell the audience, it, it's really pretty exciting what we put together. And so we'll be releasing uh, starting in March. Um, and we're actually using both live action and comic books to tell the story. Uh, so it goes live action, episode, comic book, live action, episode, comic book. Um, uh, yeah, so four four live episodes featuring some incredible actors um, yeah, dropping in March. So again, go to the website, get on the mailing list if you're going to want access to
0: this. That sounds absolutely awesome. I mean, is there any plans on more to come? I mean, is this a one-off or are you planning to do more seasons, more episodes?
1: No, we're, we're 100% planning on doing not only just the 10 episodes, um, but based on the conversations, based on just the scripts alone. We've had um, some of the streamers talk to us about licensing and creating a full series. So it really is a testament to the writers and, and how how strong the story is and the vision for multiple seasons. So it's definitely not a one-off. And, and that's kind of one of the exciting parts for the community as well, is imagine, again, I, I wouldn't pretend um that we are star wars or we are star trek or anything along those lines but imagine being on the ground floor of a a brand new series and being um one of the nft holders of the original uh the original artwork or the original pieces from uh, what could be what could be really incredible incredible project um i mean i'm humbled working with this team and that they let me um help participate but that's kind of it's, it's kind of exciting so but yeah the, the vision is much larger than just these first four episodes
0: and alex has already uh posted on social media that he's part of the aurora clan so apparently no other clans matter and that is the <laughs> clan to be part of so uh i'm just going with alex uh i trust in him uh so i'll be behind aurora clan so um so how can people actually watch this show I mean, when you say go to your web, web website and, and purchase an NFT, what does that mean and sort of roughly how much how much does that costs? Great I mean, question. What, what are we looking at?
1: No, great question. So the way to think of it is NFTs are going to become at least we believe NFTs are going to become part of the journey of a film. So when you think about the current journey of a film, it starts. Maybe some writers have written something. Maybe a studio asks somebody to write something. And it's a studio that decides whether or not it gets made. And then it goes into theater where you're paying, you know, what is it in, in, in
0: London now? £20 to go to one of these things? Probably, yeah, 25
1: <laughs> Yeah, so, so you're and same thing here in, in, in Vancouver. And then it comes out and it goes to video on demand where you can buy it, you know, before it's on the streaming networks, kind of the, the new rentals. And then it goes on to a streaming network we believe in what um house of kiba productions and, and our team is building is a change to that so not only are we doing gen zeros we have several other projects we're going to be announcing soon but it'll be a chance for the community to see and be part of this early journey see the pilots read the scripts decide if they want to invest in them and that investment will come in many forms it might come in They want to put $10,000 in like a Kickstarter and own. Mm. You you saw, you just showed that image of the Aurora clan. We're going to be producing these suits and maybe somebody wants to own one of those suits, or it might be $20, $20 just to say, Hey, I believe in this. And I want to be able to see this when it first comes to market. And what that will allow the community to do is really help, you know, take that power out of the studio hands and say, here's what we want to see made. And then that will get produced based on that involvement, building a community around it. Maybe a studio kicks in more funding to then move it back onto that, that mm. uh, train track. But to answer your question directly, um, there's, we don't have any for sale today. We're going to be opening them, I'm looking at a chart behind the screen, uh, probably the first week of March or the last week of February, uh, we're going to release a limited number of NFTs. And then, as I said, we're going to be doing at some point some giveaways for people to come in and just earn an NFT, whether it's liking us on Twitter, or following us, or our existing community. Um, but the price range, yeah, will, will kind of be from twenty dollars, so thirteen pounds, all the way up to a thousand dollars if we're releasing something really rare or um, really special. But our big goal for the community is that they see really good value in this. Um, and, and it won't be, we're not trying to nickel and dime the community by any stretch of the imagination. It really is about giving them great value and a great um, experience as a fan.
0: Mm, mm. And and I complete, completely agree. It's great to, to take out the, you know, the streaming services, I, I, I suppose, and the fans actually supporting something that they want to get behind. And, Fans of the sci-fi world are definitely passionate, as you said earlier on in the show. And, we, 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 uh, we've I'm...
1: only released we've only released the names for clans. That's all we've given them. And a little bit of a description. And we have people picking sides already. Then they're they're writing, we've had people submit backstories, we're people building on it, giving us ideas. And we find this incredible. So, um, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Brian. Yeah, no, was- no.
0: I, I mean, I mean, it opens up to loads of things, like potential computer games. Um, you know, with the clans, with with the characters. I think that's awesome. I mean, I've seen some pictures of um, some of the artwork, but in real costumes. Um, is 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 that real or is that just someone? messing with us with computer generated images um can i decline to answer no (laughs) Uh, (laughs) no comment
1: (laughs) it's it's somewhere in between um to be honest we because uh, it looks awesome oh thank you no and just just watch over the next eight ten weeks the 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 imagery coming out ahead of the drop is incredible Mm. uh we are blessed to have an incredible art director named xander smith um, who's worked again on Marvel, on Disney movies? Um, a lot of the comps you're seeing right now are developed in Unreal Engine, so they are 3D um, uh, 3D assets. However, producing these these products as well, um, whether it's the helmets from the suits or, or some of the suits themselves uh, to be used in filming, so it's a little bit of both. Um, But yeah, we're so excited. Our team is incredible. Our our, our team. We have a girl named Eugenia. That her every day we do show and tell on Thursdays, and the
0: team just gets (laughs) so excited. It must must be such a magical place to work, uh, because you can just tell by how you're speaking, how passionate, and it must be. it's, It's it's nice to have a job that you enjoy because. You know, you work to live, you don't live to work. But in your your case, you must be absolutely loving life, uh, being part of such a great, great project. Um, and it's my hope to get Alex on the show to chat about this show. Um, but now he's a big star. He is a big star now, you know, uh, and nice. trying to get him on the show. Uh, I'm going to try my best. And fingers crossed, once I see the list of other stars, I can maybe try my best to get them on the show as well uh to plug the show so fingers crossed
1: I, I i will i will make sure we get at least one of the stars on the show and i'll try to that is awesome get you some of the young ones because there's a couple of, uh stars that we were lucky to get um that i think are going to be
0: huge stars just yeah. huge that wow. is awesome and lastly uh, looking at what we've spoken about nfts i've got to read this out because i want to get it right how do you think you could reach a wider audience who may not have thought about nfts before because i i, I think and nfts is, is is geared towards the tech savvy audience but you know do you think that there's a way of getting to those people that may not be that might actually you know enjoy getting nfts or being being part of it
1: i i think that's a great question um anyone that let me start again nfts are certainly part of the cultural conversation right now it's something that people hear a lot of and and they have very visceral reactions they either say oh it's just a jpeg i could take a screenshot of that and have the same thing but as we've discussed they're, they're going to um become just a, a mainstay in everything we do but i hate to say it again come to the website we're actually redeveloping it as we speak it'll actually we want to help educate as much as anything else. So if you have questions about it um, pretty quickly, we're gonna send out emails to our mailing list that help educate people on what is an NFT, how do you get one, um, how to participate. So it's gonna be something, we see it as part of our responsibility to help onboard uh, people new to the community as well. Um, so you know, it's, it's a great question, but I think that just, just dig in deep and, and go to YouTube and, and spend a bit of
0: time. and i'll make sure in the description of this video if you're watching now look at the description i'll put on the link for discord um how to get on the mailing list um you know every every link possible to support this uh project and this company because i'm just so looking forward to it i get very easily excited about things especially coming out of the pan- pandemic anything good and excited i'm 100 behind and i look forward to everything in the future that that you know you produce and uh, i'll make sure that i feature it on the show but neil you've been a great guest it's been great chatting to you i feel that i've got a bit more of a grasp on nfts and everything like like, like that which uh for a dinosaur like like myself um you know it's good going well, thank you so much for having me,
1: Brian. I really appreciate it. And next time I'm in, I'm in the UK and Nottingham, I'll take you to a hockey game.
0: Oh, yes. Yes, that would be awesome.